So here we go with another one of our famous uh, Q&A sessions. Uh, Wally Funk's Race for Space has been written by Sue Nelson, and Sue is still uh, in the studio. And Wally Funk is still in the studio, but Wally, uh, Wally's just going to sit and listen pretty much. Uh, and if, if there's anything you want to say, Wally, you just chip in. If you think Sue is talking rubbish, then you just, <laughs> then you just chip in. So are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, here we go. What was... So the last book you really, really enjoyed, and as you said before, that second really is important because it means it was like a great experience. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm not sure whether it's pronounced Circe or Circe. I think it's Circe. Circe, that's yes. what I thought it was, and I heard somebody else say Circe, which made me doubt myself. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> um, that I loved. But if, if you add that really, really, it's either The Essex Serpent or The Book Thief. Okay, so the book thief is Marcus Zusak, mm-hmm. yes, who's been who's been on the show. Yeah, so Cersei, Cersei is Madeline Miller. Madeline Miller, because she came on my Scarlet show, and um, oh, that's wow. like a retelling of ancient myths. Yes, of um, Cersei, the the nymph and daughter of Apollo, and she's a witch, and um, it's wonderful because it's all from her point of view, and being she's quite a, a, a an interesting character in that she's often envious, bitter, vindictive, um, hurt, wounded, looked over. Um, And yet she finds a sort of love for her son. So it is a retelling of the myths, but from quite an unusual, it's not... It's not told from a you know objective point of view. Here's a story of them all, where they all flit in and out. Uh, it's almost told from a minor player, okay. effectively. All right. So Cersei and the Essex Serpent and the Book Thief. Book Thief, yeah. So there's three. Okay. Know, sorry. Um, <laughs> I run, yeah, I run a book club, so oh, you know okay. I, wow. we read uh, quite a lot of books okay. all the time. So it's well, this really is going to this is going to work really well. Uh, do you have a favourite author? Again, that's quite hard because it depends on the era. So during the 80s, I was completely obsessed with Anita Bruckner. Okay. Um, During the 70s, it was um, Thomas Hardy. Uh, It's sort of more lately, it's, again, a a mix of Elizabeth Taylor, not the actress, but there is a... um, She wrote a fantastic book called Angel, so she's one of my favourites. So, um, yeah, they're there. And Jack Finney, actually. He was obsessed. He wrote um, the film that everyone knows, but few people know it was by him, which is Invasion um, of, of the Body Snatch. Oh, right, okay. And he also was obsessed by funny time travel, and I am a bit obsessed by time travel. And he has a, a series of short stories called All About Time, which are mind-bending and blow your mind. And, uh, yeah, so Jack Finney is sort of up there. Did you like Inception? Yeah, oh yes, I've watched okay. that so many. I Just still, checking. I still think it's a bit like the um, two thousand and one. You watch it, you think you've understood it, and then yeah, you think, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. then you watch it again. You think, oh, I've got it now. I still hmm, think maybe I haven't. I still think that <laughs> sequence where Matthew. I know we're off topic, but where Matthew McConaughey leaves, his, says goodbye to his daughter, uh, drives off, and then in the next shot, he's in in a space rocket and disappearing into space. Is one of the most amazing. Couple of minutes. Is that Inception? No, it's I'm Interstellar. Thinking, okay, I was going to say on. that's Inception. Yeah, Interstellar. <laughs> no, there's a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about a different yeah. film. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Interstellar's the same. Interstellar, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, obviously, <laughs> it starts with an in, in sound. Yeah. yeah, and they're both done by your man. So yeah, Chris Nolan. Yeah, uh, what? So that was a really useful detour. <laughs> Is there a book that you would love to step inside of? Uh, well, I, I, that was quite hard to answer, really. And then I thought, you know, I I liked. I know it's split people, The Power by Naomi Alderman, where women suddenly have the power to kill men through this 
skein or skein of, of electricity through their bodies. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I would quite like that because like oh, many women, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had that period where there have been men who've put you down or been rude or I've had threats of violence or, or whatever. And, you know, this is, as this is a fantasy yes. question here, okay. I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd quite like that feeling. Wally is giving you the thumbs up there. <laughs> there so she, she'd like to join in. <laughs> okay, so with a due sense of trepidation, how long do you tend to give a book? Now, you're in a book club. Yeah. So inevitably, that means sometimes you're going to be coming across a book that perhaps you wouldn't have picked out for yourself. So how long do you give it or do you always finish it? And we do judge you silently <laughs> if you're not honest. Um. I would say 95% of the time I will finish the book. Wow. 95%? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit really? of a... Because I set up the book club, I feel it's, it's you know, I have to give it... Hang on, are you choosing all the books then? No, no, it's right. a good decision. But I also think it's important, my, my sort of rule is you have to give it at least 100 pages. 100 pages? Yeah. Well, that was because of Wolf Hall and Hilary Mantel. I started reading that and I knew everyone. We Somebody suggested it for, for that month's issue. And I, I was sort of thinking, oh, Great. What, this language. It's a huge, fast tone. It's a massive book. I mean, yeah, it was like, you know, weighing me down, carrying it around with me. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I can't get this language. I, I felt that the way it was written to begin with, I couldn't always tell whose point of view it was from. And that apparently was a sort of a bit of a yeah, criticism yeah, yeah. afterwards. And I'm so glad I persisted with it because after 100 pages, in a way, it's almost like reading Shakespeare. It's like all of a sudden it just a gear goes, yum. And I totally got into it and I loved it. And so that for me, whenever I'm struggling through a book, I have that remember Wolf Hall moment and, and it forces me to go on. But I have occasionally just thought, no, you know, life's too short. Too but, right. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's the Wolf Hall moment. Are there me. any books that stand out from your childhood? Um, funnily enough, it relates to Circe. I, for me, it was things like I read the Iliad and Homer and um, the Odyssey and um, the Arabian Nights. So I was sort of, I suppose, it was like sort of out, out, head out here. I just like anything to do with myths and legends and storytelling and ludicrous ones, Sherazard, Sherazard and Aladdin and the Old Man by the Sea. Those, those tales are amazing. And they still, you know, I love them. Is there a favourite book you've got about space? That's harder, actually, because I tend to see reading about space as work. Yeah. So if I'm going into it, it's usually to research something and find something. And so if I'm going to relax, I will read a novel. I will read fiction. I did Im did enjoy The Martian. Oh, yeah, no, that's I great, really isn't it? I really did yeah, Im yeah. enjoy The Martian. But my famous book about space more recently is probably um, Mike Mullane's Riding Rockets, and it's called The Outrageous adventures of a space shuttle astronaut or a shuttle astronaut which gives you an idea it is outrageous because he was the time he was one of the intake of 1978 which was the intake that had the first women which included Sally Ride the first American woman in space it had the first African-American astronauts it had the first Asian-American astronauts and he didn't know he admits himself he didn't know how to cope with women and he um 
he was apparently so politically incorrect that Sally Ride wouldn't speak to him for 10 years. <laughs> and that makes it a really funny, refreshing book because it is so honest and often to his own detriment. So that's up there. Do you have a favourite autobiography? It would probably be at the moment because, you know, you tend to go by the one you've just read. Yeah. Or at least it's probably that one at the moment. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you used a public library? Ah, now that has probably about five years or so ago. Um, I went regularly for about... I used them a lot when I was younger because my parents couldn't really afford that many books. And so I was often doing my homework um, sometimes in the library because I'm from a family of eight and we only had four four bedrooms. And uh, and they were quite noisy (laughs) as well because I've got four brothers. So for me, public libraries are, are crucial. And I sort of really got into them again. So it was a big deal for me when I could afford my own books. It was just like I felt like I'd made it because I could buy paperbacks. And um, when when my son uh, was younger, that was lovely for me, was getting him into going to the library. But he's 18 now. So that's why I say it was about five years or so ago mm. when, again, he stopped like, oh, oh, I don't mm. and he wanted to choose his own books. And, and also, maybe because our house is filled with books, he, he seemed very happy to you know, <laughs> come with us to a bookshop and choose a book. Is there a hidden gem of a place where you do research or writing? Um, not really. I've really, for the Wally Funk book, um, I found a, a website that basically got you into newspapers.com or something, which was um, all newspaper archives for America. And that was brilliant because it's incredible to see how the women, how it was reported at the time in different states uh, and also the sort of it, the outrageous sort of sexism as well, which is very funny because more often than not, particularly when Jerry Cobb passed her the, the first uh woman to pass the Mercury 7 astronaut test in 1959, she was always described as like, Jerry Cobb, 36, 26, 36, <laughs> you know, pretty little miss and high heels. He went. Um, so I love those newspaper archive, sort of, you know, subscribe to those. But I haven't really got a place. I wrote most of the Wally book actually in the gym. In the gym? In the gym rather than not. In, <laughs> in on our local gym, they have a little bit where you can sit. So I could actually write it and then go swimming because, you know, nice. it does your back in um, and then feel as I've got back and then get back and write. And I, it would sort of be like a reward or I'd go and do an hour of tennis and then go back and then write a bit more rather than be in the office where I'd get really disturbed. I like to have a reward after I've been writing, but I have a Twix. Well, I normally have the Twix after the swimming. Oh, okay. actually, yeah. yeah. And then chips and gravy. Um, which uh, book always cheers you up? Um. Republican, I was going to say Republican Party Reptile, but I think it's probably more Holidays in Hell by PJ O'Rourke. Oh, yeah, no, that's very good. That's yeah, very it's strong. It's so yeah. funny, yeah. so funny, particularly when he talks about some Americans being held hostage in Lebanon or something in some hotel, and he writes that, oh, the, 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 the hostages looked awful. And he said, by that, I don't mean they were mistreated, but the way they were dressed, awful <laughs> shorts, plaid shirts, you know, it's, he's, oh, he's, he's great. Uh, it's funny. 
Sue, thank you very much indeed for, for being with us. Wally, thanks again for being a presence, in uh, an unspoken presence so far. <laughs> so just so that you're actually going to be a part of this little bit of the programme, can I just say Wally Funk is the greatest name I've ever come across? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Is I love that, it. Is it German? Is Funk from Germany? English, a little bit of German perhaps. You don't know? I thought you said it was Funkenstein, my parents. No. That's even better. That That's I got it from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better and better. On my parents' side, they're all English, so that's all I know. Wally, thank you. Sue, thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.